Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Contemplation Hour with Ashley Mowers. Just kidding, I mean your daily nerd devo. I think it's probably safe to assume we've got some Stranger Things fans here. And with the close of season four and heightened anticipation for its final season, there's no other adventuring party I can really think about beyond our Hawkins crew. Stranger Things does an excellent job of showcasing heroism in its various forms. But for this Devo, I want to focus up on two characters in particular, Eddie Munson and Max Mayfield. Now the rest of this Devo is going to reference some major spoilers. So if you haven't finished season four, you're going to want to stop now until you do. It's okay, I'll wait. Okay, are they gone? Can we talk about Hopper's death yet? Ha! Caught you! Get out of here, you tricky so-and-so. From her introduction in season two at the Palace Arcade to her insistence on creating a new D&D class and becoming the Zoomer of the party, Max Mayfield has always been ahead of her time, always on the fringe. It's something that made me love her character. She's skeptical but loyal, and while she may not come off as warm and fuzzy, she is arrestingly forgiving, often putting herself at risk to do so. It's no surprise then when her stepbrother, Billy, is killed and the complexity of her feelings around the event cause her to self-isolate. She spares those closest to her the weight of her survivor's guilt. We also have Eddie Munson, who is a charismatic dungeon master, leader of the Hellfire Club, a neighbor to Max. He is also burdened with the complexity of survivor's guilt. When a popular cheerleader turns to him in a time of great distress, it makes sense that her death, with the world's worst timing, worst location, weighs on him. It also makes sense that Eddie is now frequently being described as a Christ-like figure. I think there are a lot of good reasons why he resonates with people and how he can be seen this way. He's a poor, persecuted leader of outcasts who not only pays the ultimate price to protect his lambs, as he calls them, but commissions Dustin to take care of them in his absence. Sound familiar? He dies for the hope of his friend's survival, expressing that he doesn't want to run anymore. This is a laudable, heroic moment. He faces his fear, deviates from his standard behavior, and sacrifices himself. What I think gets missed, however, is how, while Eddie's decision is a heroic impulse, Max's decision is heroic determination. I'll explain. In episode four, Dear Billy, the crew back at Hawkins realize that Vecna has been preying on those suffering from negative self-perceptions, guilt, anxiety, remorse, etc. And their thoughts are creating easy access to their memories and opinions, and thus, to themselves. Max recognizes how prime a target this makes her, and despite the well-meaning questioning and efforts of her friends, begins counting down the days she has left. She is resigned to her fate, and as so many bracing for death, she begins writing letters to loved ones in case no solution can be found. Her demeanor, her distance from the rest of the group, this feels all too familiar to some. What saves her from this first encounter, however, is the love of her friends and how well Lucas in particular knows her. So as she begins exhibiting the horrifying final symptoms of Vecna's curse and all seems completely lost, they never give up. And their hope miraculously, becomes her hope. So instead of succumbing to her circumstances, she sees the opening Lucas, Dustin, and Steven open for her, and she sprints towards it. And if I only could, I'd make a deal with God, and I'd get him to swap our places. I'd be running up that road, be running up that hill, be running up that building. 
where once this could have been interpreted as words of survivor's guilt, her desire to trade places with Billy, now they become the soundtrack for renewed hope and persistence. It takes incredible strength to turn to hope in such dire circumstances. This continues to be a key attribute of Max's character, to forgive, to endure, to hope, time and time again. This is heroic, but here is where her character becomes Christ-like. Now having experienced the horrors of Vecna's power, she decides not only to continue investigating with the group, but to put herself up as bait. There are a few things different about this second encounter from the first. For starters, in the first encounter, Max was resigned to the countdown of her death. She had no hope, nothing left to fight for. In the second, her hope has been restored and she has new tools with which to aid her friends. Additionally, in the first encounter, she expresses her grief and regret privately with no opportunity for reconciliation. In the second encounter, though, for her plan to work, she has to let down her guard entirely. She confesses openly with Lucas as witness to her worst inner thoughts and behaviors. And as she does so, she begins to regain that classic Max Mayfield grit we've all come to love. She is revived, practically restored. Finally, in the first encounter, she had no knowledge as to how horrifying being face-to-face -face with Vecna could be. In the second encounter, though, she is prepared with the full knowledge of his terror, and she willingly returns to it, wanting to spare all others his wrath. She has looked her own worst fears straight in the eye, and even with that experience, decides it is worth facing again to protect her friends, her family, and her community. She narrowly escapes death and decides to return for the sake of others, knowing how bad it could get. And, albeit temporarily, she does pay the ultimate price. Stranger Things takes what we all endeavor to become at the gaming table, notable, memorable, sacrificial, and heroic, and applies them to very human situations. You don't have to meet a real-life Vecna to encounter depression and suicidal ideation. You don't have to still be in high school to stand up to bullies. And you don't have to make a mortal sacrifice to heroically lay down your life for others day after day. Consider how the Hawkins crew sees one another, forgives one another, goes to bat for one another, in Steve's case, literally, and review how you can go and do likewise. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. John 15, verse 12 through 17. That's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear more Nerdy Devos every weekday, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also come and hang out with us on our Facebook group, The Nerd of God Squad. I'm Ashley for The Daily Nerd Devo. Until next time, and remember, friends don't lie. <laughs>